Hey, and welcome to the Spell Strong Podcast. So happy you're here and listening today. I'm your host, Crystal. This is a place where military spouses can find practical resources and solutions to help them bounce back in life challenges through resilience training, boundary setting, pursuing purpose beyond being a military spouse, and healing through exercising mindfulness. I hope that this episode inspires you, empowers you, and equips you today. And also, I hope it blesses you in some way. So go ahead and grab a cup of coffee and let's get to work, my friend. Hey, welcome to the Spouse Strong Podcast. I'm so glad you're here today. We are going to be doing the snapshot of chapter four in our book, Review Resilient Warriors by Robert F. Dees. Um, if you do not read, if you do not go back to the beginning, go ahead and go back to the beginning to um, chapter one and kind of review what we're going to talk about. Because today we're going to kind of talk about the resilience life cycle and how we can bounce it back again and again. Kind of started out. Now, this is just a snapshot of his book. And um, to be honest, I like this chapter, but I cannot wait to get into deeper chapters because this is kind of like a, an overview of like what the resilience life cycle is and how he explains it. So I'm just kind of giving you a synopsis of, um, my thoughts and my experiences when it comes to resiliency. Um, and I wanted to ask you, and I asked in like one of my posts or whatever, um, and I asked in the group, in the community Facebook group, um, I asked whether or not you were a tennis ball or an egg. And I just, I'm asking that in the beginning. I was like, so are you a tennis ball or an egg? And if you don't understand, you're kind of like, no, oh, I don't want to understand. I'm going to explain it here in a little bit. I'm actually going to explain it at the end of this episode. But I wanted to kind of go over the resilience life cycle with you guys. So this is like, a cycle where you start from the end to the beginning to the beginning to the end. So we have the before, during, and after. When so, so before when something happens, during you're weathering the storm, and then after is when you can you feel like you you're bouncing back. Or and I'm gonna give you like how you do this. Like I'm gonna give you some steps, seven seven ways to kind of push yourself forward a little bit and to be able to bounce back and be in the after effect when you're going through everything. Um, so the before is kind of like the, um, preventive phase. And this is kind of where we have to kind of act upon it. Sometimes things are not preventable, right? Sometimes things are like, well, this is out of control. Like when you lose somebody that you love, or let's say you have a car accident and you end up getting really, really hurt. That's stuff that we, one may or may not be able to prevent. And so this is where like, you'll figure out that when you bounce back each time, and he talks about it in here, this is in the biblical sense, this is where we, we put our full armor of God on. And I don't think he's really talking about like when, um, when things happen unexpectedly, because when things happen unexpectedly, we, it takes us off guard, Right. I think the building the full armor of God starts when it's all over with and you're having to kind of refill your well of courage 
to go through it again. And I'm, I'm going to explain this a little bit further and um, help you out understanding it yourself and unraveling some things. Um, but the before stage is like kind of where like you start to really, you know, <clears throat> put the armor, full armor of God on and you're standing firm. And then, you know, you're standing firm and anything and everything and you you're staying positive and like you're like okay i can get through this and then bam something happens right like you're like holy moly something happens and then you're within the storm so this is during the storm you're weathering the storm you're just going through the going through it you're going through the motions you're going through it and one or two things will happen either you become bitter while you're in your storm which affects everybody around you, or you can be better and affect people in a positive way when you're sitting well with yourself. Like when you're sitting well, and we're not, we're all not, we're, there's no one that's not immune to this. Okay. When things happen, we're in it, right? And no one's immune to it. But this is where you're either going to sit well with what you're going through, or you just become a bitter person. And usually the people who are bitter usually take it out on everybody else. <clears throat> and I'm not saying I'm perfect because I've done that. I've actually taken things out on other people um, because I was having a hard time, right? And you can see that with some people. And that's kind of why I, I try to extend grace as much as I can to people because I know that I've been there and I've been down in the deep and I've been down into the weather and I've been in that storm. So I know how that feels to feel bitter and resentful. And that can take over. That can totally take over. And I'm going to give you some seven ways to help you not allow that to take over. Okay. Um, and then, then like once you're over the weather, the storm, sometimes storms last a lot longer than you want them to. Um, sometimes it's blow after blow after blow, you know, like <clears throat> I know, like, for me, it's been with grief, you know, I've lost people after people after people, you know, and so after a while, you start to build this resilience. And then this is where the bouncing back comes into play, like you're refeeling your well, when you're in, um, when you're in the bouncing backs phase, right? Um, so he talks about how this is like the transition from inward focus, which is necessary, right? We need, need to have inward focus and understandable while working through the initial grief and loss process. Then we are able to focus outside to help other people and comfort others. And so we go from inner focus, taking care of ourselves, making sure we're doing everything that we need to spiritually to take care of ourselves then we can take that, what we learn from that storm, right? Or maybe we take that and we're able to go out and help other people so we can comfort other people. That's how we refill our well of courage. As if we can talk about it, let's say you've been through a whole bunch of life stuff, right? Let's say you've been abused. Let's say that you've been sexually assaulted or sexually, you know, um, molested or whatever it is. And over the years, you don't know, you didn't know how to deal with it. Or maybe you were 
I don't know, like, for example, maybe you were in a war zone and you, you know, you were blown up by an IED or whatever. You're like close to being blown up by an IED or you were shot at or, you know, you're going through all these things and you're going through the motions and you never knew how to deal with it. And there's two types of, there's several types of people, but there's two types of people. And in my mind, like when I think about this, I think about there's two types of people. There's going to be people who, you know, they, something bad happens to them and they repress that and they don't, um, they repress it. So, so they don't want to think about it at all. Right. You have that. And then you have the other side where it all comes out and they don't know how to process it. And so I'm sure there's other, there's probably other psychological, like other psychological things that we could discuss that come with that, you know, cause when you have PTSD, um, you're just in it, you know, like you're in it and you don't realize that sometimes when you're in it, you become bitter. So then that goes outward, right? You start becoming bitter. So then that goes outward to other people. So when we're bouncing back, however, this is where, this is how we can refill the well of courage is yes, we have inner reflection. We have inner thinking, right? We have inner focus, which is really understandable and it's it's necessary, right? We have to have the inner focus, especially when we're going through grief and we're, you know, we're dealing with loss. And then, however, the key is to get to the point where we can go outward to help other people who are going through the same thing. So what I mean by refueling the well of courage is being able to get the courage to talk about what happened to you without those feelings of going back to where you were. You know what I mean? Like we can have courage to be like, you know what? Yeah, this is what happened to me. This is what I had to deal with. How did I get over it? I didn't get over it. It's still part of me. Still there. You know, like it's not going to go away. And the thing is, is when we help somebody else understand that, when we're helping someone else be able to do that, we can withstand the next body slam that comes our way. And um, he talks about having like a close and personal, we have having a close and personal with trauma of war, the warrior, and he talks about this this person and he says, for I am afflicted and needing in my heart is a wounded within me, which is in the Bible, um, which is Psalms 109.22. This cannot be certainly true for this guy. You know, when we observe, the, the wounds are observable, right? Um, to his eyes and body were evidence, certainly, but also unseen wounds to his heart, soul, and spirit. We often take longer to heal, right? Um, we, we acknowledge it. We acknowledge, we're able to acknowledge it, um, with the comfort of his personal faith and love and support of their rich relational, relational network. He avoided the isolation response often characterized of such trauma and quickly transitioned from inward focus to outward focus. And so he was able to comfort other people when he was able to recognize that, Hey, yeah, I'm hurting, but you know what? So are other people and I can help those other people because I've been through it, right? So um, it talks about, you know, falling, 
the nature of resilient life cycle, they became the couple became particularly stronger and more resilient for the inevitable future challenges of life, which could come their way. Overall, together they have been blessing to many, dispensing hope and light to those languishing in the darkness of despair. So when we are done dealing with our darkness, right? We're dealing with our despair. We can be a light to other people. How great is that, right? How great is that? So he talks about how the story illustrates raw and painful trauma at its worst, right? And the kind of trauma that in, inconveniently and uncompromisable, right? Compromise <laughs> intersects one's hope and dream for the future. So even though they were going through the trauma and they're probably like the deepest of the deep, right? You're in the deep, you're in the deep. It still shows you that there's hope and there's dreams for a future for yourself and for others. Um, with the help of God and other and so many others, they were able to bounce um, to bounce back all the way and then some. Right? Um, their experience was illustrates the resilience of life cycle. So, what is something that you have literally bounced back after after bounce after bounce after bounce? So think of something that you actually had to deal with and how can you help others bring them to that place, right? Or maybe you're going through it now. So my question is for you, are you a tennis ball or egg? I just want you to think about that. Are you a tennis ball or an egg? Um, so how do we do this? How do we start building that resiliency? Well, number one, being a part of a good support system. You know, I think it's important that we're part of really good support system, either it's at home or it's friends or it's community. Being a good part of a really good support system is my number one thing. Like, and if you don't have a good community support system, please, 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 please join our Facebook community page or group because it truly is a place where you can come and just be yourself. It's truly a place where you can come and get the resources that you need and you can get the resilience training that you really, really need in life. Um, and then number two, knowing what could come. So knowing what could come. And I know this one's a little hard for a lot of people to conceptualize and I get it. Um, however, if we know what is to come, like if we know like, hey, like, I have, I, I've been in this situation. I know that this can have, this can happen again if it, if it does, you know? And so when we know what's, what's coming and we can prepare, we can be in that, you know, preparedness stage and that preparedness phase, um, and predictable phase, then we can totally bounce back. Um, and then number three, standing firm on our belief and God's understanding. Now, we have to stand firm on our beliefs and God's understanding. Now, he talks about the armor of God in here um, and having the full armor of God. That means standing firm and, you know, realizing that God is with you and he loves you and he's in it with you. So remember that, like he understands what you're going through. So stand firm in that. Stand firm in your belief, stand firm in his understanding and not our own right? Because sometimes we get into our heads and we're like, oh, 
I understand that. Yep. Yep. I, I got this. I got this. And sometimes, I mean, we fall flat on our face, right? And that's okay. Like, just push yourself up and come on, let's continue to, you know, stand firm and continue. We're going to get knocked down. We're going to get knocked down. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know how many times I got knocked down and I got right back up, got knocked down, got right back up, knocked down. And I still continue to get knocked down guys. Like I get knocked down and I'm like, Oh, I can't do this. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, I can't do this. And then something will happen and make me realize that this is the reason why I'm doing it. You know, helping other people. This is my purpose, right? There's going to be days like that. And when I, when I say they're going to be days like that, number four tells me to sit well during those days. That's okay. You know what? Sometimes it's just okay to go by yourself and be like, you know what? I'm by myself. I need to sit well with my mess and deal with what I have to deal with. And that's okay. Sit well in your mess. And what I mean sit well is like realize that the circumstances that you're going through isn't because you're a bad person. Isn't because you you done something wrong or you're being punished. Things happen. Things happen. And when we realize that things happen and there's circumstances that we have no control over, right? Sometimes we have circumstances that we do ourselves and we're like, oh man, I screwed up. But remember, sit well with your mistakes because you learn from your mistakes. And that's where I'm going to go into number five. Be better, not bitter. So don't sit in your mistakes to a point where you become bitter of yourself and you become mad at yourself and then you become mad at everybody else around you. Don't, don't do that because that's not really bouncing back. That's just sitting with your mess. And when you continue to sit in your mess, you become bitter because then you start thinking about it and then you, you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And then you're like, oh, well, I just hate myself. And then you start having negative talk, right? You start having this mindset that, oh, I'm just not good enough, you know, or, you know, why can't I just be a good person, you know? And then you start becoming bitter. And then that bitter goes off to, towards other people. And then you become resentful, right? We become resentful of other people and we become frustrated with other people. So be better, not bitter. Number six. An inner focus on dealing with what you might be faced with, right? So when we take an inner focus in dealing with what we might be faced with, what we're going through, and we take that inner focus and we focus on ourselves for a moment, not only then, number seven, which is number seven, we can take an outward approach to comfort others. So deal with what you're going through. Deal with it. Be in there. Be in the inner focus. Be in that weathering storm. It's okay. Be in the storm for a moment, but don't stay there. I'm telling you, do not stay there. Now you might be going through a season of hurricanes, right? You might be going through a hurricane season. There's a really long season, right? And you're probably like, well, I'm in a hurricane season and it just seems like I keep getting hit and hit and hit and hit. I'm out in sea and I don't know what else to do. This is the time that you need to have inner focus and you need to deal with what you are facing. And what I mean by dealing with it, I'm not saying wallowing in it. I'm not saying that you need to vent it. I don't, I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying 
sit with God. Tell God how you're feeling. And then once you're done grieving and healing and all these things, find someone that you see do having the same issues and kind of comfort them. Say, hey, look, man, I've been where you're at and I get it. And I'm going to sit with you while you sit well with what you're going through. And that's the thing. We have to sit well with others. We have to sit well with other people. And I want to be able to sit well with you. So if you're ready to sit well with me and you want to sit well with me and hang out with me, um, hang out with me in our, our group. And it's called Bouncing You Back, Spouse Strong. That's a good place to sit well. Sit well with people who are going to actually sit with you and listen to you and hear you. Just sit well with them. Sometimes it's just sitting in awkward silence. I've done that before. I've sat in awkward silence before. So sit well with yourself. Sit well with others. And ask yourself, are you a tennis ball or an egg? So he talks about this, and I thought it was a really interesting concept. He really talks about this and how, like, you know, he loves to play tennis and he likes the joy of, like, you know, popping the can and, you know, the packet of tennis balls and, like, smelling them and looking at the fuzzy parts of them. Or, oh, it's weird, right? <laughs> like, why are we talking about smelling the newness of, you know, fuzzy tennis balls? I don't know. But <laughs> so he's like, you know, and then how true and how high they bounce. He likes the bounce of like, and that that's the thing. Like, are we tennis balls or are we eggs? So um, he kind of goes into like, you know, this is how we, sh this is how like we all would like to be, right? We would like to be new and bouncy. We want to be new and bouncy. And so he he gives you a picture and he says, that, and I'm just going to read the sentence. This is a picture of resilience. Bouncing back every time after being whacked by a tennis racket, willed by a determined foe, right? Sometimes in a hot sun, sometimes in hot weather, sometimes for hour after hour, yet always bouncing. If you ever play tennis, go out in the hot weather, doesn't matter. You're still bouncing the ball around, right? Um, now let's consider the egg, right? Well, an egg doesn't bounce. I mean, unless you do some crazy magic science stuff, right? I saw some crazy magic, or not magic, but some crazy um, science. Actually, it's science. It was like a little, um, um, a little egg that you can like make it bouncy. It was really cool. Um, I I thought it was cool, um, but. There's no magic trick to that, right? Like it's science. However, if you took just a regular egg, right? You took a regular egg, a regular egg is not gonna bounce. Um, it kind of splats. And the thing is, is once the egg is broken, you can't really get it back to how it really is. You know, um, and he talks about how like, which are you? Are you a tennis ball? Are you going to bounce? Are you just an egg that you're going to splat? Um, and I think he goes into further a little bit about this and how we kind of get knocked down. Um, and he reads a scripture, 2 Corinthians 4, 8 and 9. Um, it says, we pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but we're not driven by despair. 
We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we're not destroyed. So this is what resilience looks is supposed to look like, right? Um, we're going to expect trouble and we're going to have doubt and we're going to face enemies. We're going to have hurt times. However, however, we can be resilient. We can avoid this splat of crushing, defeat, desperation, being without friends, and total destruction. How can we do that? How can we do that? So how can we do that? And he goes further into how we can do that with understanding the resilience cycle. Um, so the life of Jesus is in us the secret sauce that fosters a spiritual resilience. Combining faith and physical, mental, emotional, and re relational factors, we achieve true comprehensive fitness as a fact well illustrated by the guy's experience that he talks about, as well as so many others and walks of life. These are the inspiring faith-filled stories of bouncing back. These can be our stories too. I love how he says, these can be our stories too. Can you imagine what it would look like if you bounce back then just explode, right? <laughs> um, and he, and he goes under, he goes over, um, and he talks about one general declares this in, uh, during World War II. And I, I really thought this was really cool. And I want to read this because it's really, really, it's really, really cool. Um, he says, I look upon the spiritual life of the soldier as even more important than his equipment. The soldier's heart, the soldier's spirit, the soldier's soul are everything. Unless the soldier's soul sustains him, he cannot be relied upon and will fail himself and his country in the end. It's moral, I mean spiritual moral, which is wins the victory in the ultimate and the type of moral can come out of the religious nature of the soldier who knows God and who has the spirit of religious fervor or fervor and his soul. You know, when we think about this, we think about like, when I read this, I was thinking, you know, we have a heart and a spirit and a soul and we have spiritual mor morale, right? I think this is morale, right? Spiritual morale. I said it wrong earlier. I apologize. Um, so in the sense, like, I feel like, you know, when we have our heart and it's in the right place and we have our soul and the spiritual and we have it all in the right place, you know, I want to say this. And he says this at the end. I'm going to read the end of this. He says, God God had emotion, emotional, spiritual, mental, physical, and relationship wholeness figured out a long time ago. In fact, since the beginning of history, maybe he even knows something about resilience and tennis balls. Um, and I think that goes back to him sending his son to die for us. And I really take that back to that. Um, and I take... That's how I, I, that's how I interpret it a little bit is that, you know, God knows what it's like to be emotional and spiritual and mental and physical. And, you know, he knows that because he, he was once man, he was once man. So he knows the pain and the suffering that we go through. And 
he also knows a little bit about resilience for sure. So, um, I really think that if we look at it in that sense that, you know, we'll be all right, right? We'll be all right. And so I kind of want to end on this note that, you know, just think about it. Are you, which are you going to be? Are you going to be a tennis ball or are you going to be an egg? Um, especially when trouble is going to hit, like, what are you going to choose? Do you want to bounce back? And do you want to learn how to do that? And if you want to learn how to do that, come back for chapter five, because we're going to talk about building bounce. We're going to talk about building bounce and how do we do that? How do we get the, to that preventive stage, right? How do we, how do we practice that? So I'm going to go into that and that's probably going to be, let's see, how long is this chapter? Oh, this chapter's pretty long, guys. Wow. I didn't realize how long this chapter is. So this is going to probably be a two-part series, by the way, because this is a really, really long chapter. Actually, probably three-part series. Really long chapter. Like, I'm still going and I'm still talking to y'all. Um, this was a really good chapter, though. This is a really long chapter. So let me see how long it is. Wow. Okay. It's really long. Um, this might be a four part series. <laughs> so this actually might be a four part series. I'm going to try to condense that out. I think if I can condense it down, it'd be okay. So if you guys are looking for a place to hang out and you, you want to, um, get the resources that I just posted chapter one and chapter one, two, and then chapter two and or one and two, and then chapter three and four will be posted this coming week. Um, I did like a little info infographic thing for you guys to kind of help you. And I gave you some scriptures too, so I think it'll help. And then I, I also put some questions in there to help you with like asking yourself certain questions. So three and four will be up soon. One and two, I'm actually, I might actually have, I don't know if it was one and two, it probably is one and two. So three and four will be up soon. And that resource is totally free to you. So go ahead and head over to our Facebook community group. It's called Bouncing Back Spouse Strong um, and get that resource because it's really, really great. And I'm, I have a bonus for you this week. Um, so I am probably going to end up doing a bonus. Maybe. I don't know. It just depends on if I can get to it or not. Um, but I am so excited to get to chapter six, although it is going to, or chapter five, sorry, it's actually going to be a really long chapter. So it might be a two part series. So I can't wait. And I can't wait for you guys to hear the next, um, the next chapter, because that's kind of where we get the work done, right? We're going to do the building of bounce. We're going to show you how to build, um, build your bounce and how you can be in the preventive stage. So, all right, guys, I'm out of here and I cannot wait to talk to you guys next week about this. So, all right. Have a nice day. Bye. Hey friends. Thank you so much for joining me and being here and just hanging out with me today and listening. I hope today's episode inspired, empowered, and equipped you today in some way. If it did, could you do me a favor? Can you head over to the Apple podcast and write me a review? It would be so helpful for other military spouses to see this podcast and to be able to hear it so that they might truly need it. 
thank you so much for doing that. And thank you for those who have written a review and truly means the world to me. Because of you, others are able to make their lives better and we're all able to change the world. Also, if you're looking for a connection, a place to hang out, you should join our Facebook community called group called Bouncing Back Spouse Strong, where you can find a great supportive community of military spouses who are also learning how to bounce back together with mentorship in, in our Facebook group. Also, we have lots and lots of freebies. Yes, freebies that is, and training goodies in there that will help you along your resilient building journey. If you also have a topic or a question you would like to share with me, you can email me at spousestrongmama at gmail.com. This was so great today and I really hope it blessed you in some way. So until next time, y'all. Bye.